You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising program of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. Hello, good evening everyone. You are welcome to another episode of Kada Matters. It is another Thursday evening and we are delighted that you have joined us. And today we are treating a very interesting and quite something I've been looking forward to. Our guests will soon be here and um, we're going to be able to crack on. But let's, let's start with how have you been? How's your week been? And have you been enjoying yourself? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> good evening, Pastor Shelley. Good to see you today. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us the pleasure of having you. Can you see us? Yes, better. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes, I hope I you've had a lovely day so far. Been a blessed day. Oh, okay. I like your hair. You're looking really pretty. Okay, I think we're going to crack on. I'm looking at the time. It's a one minute past 8:30, so we're going to quickly start. So, hello, viewers. Welcome again to another episode of Kata Matters. As you can see today, I am not on the hot seat. I've got somebody else on the hot seat, so I'm happy. I'm relaxed. I'm going to be asking questions, and somebody's going to supply the answer. So. I love it when I'm on this side of the of the of the of the seat. So we're going to start. Um, for those of you who do not know, I will give her the opportunity to introduce herself. Um, Pastor Shelley is going to introduce herself. That's the name of our guest speaker tonight. She is going to. We brought a pastor to come to talk to us about forgiveness, because I don't want to say things like I'm thinking. Hmm, where did Gracilis get that from? So we brought a pastor here to talk to us about domestic abuse and forgiveness. So we just give her a minute to let us know about her. People like to know who you are, and some people always want to know why should we listen to her. So let's well, have the doubting Thomases. <laughs> well, um, my name is Shirley Roberts, Pastor Shirley Roberts, and what happened was. Um, the Lord in the lockdown asked me to write a book and I was just so compelled to write this book and I said God I, I don't know what to say I don't know how to do this and I had six poems and I said God you need to send me a mentor and he actually did somebody wrote a book and the book that the, the, the title of their book was write that book already in you so when i saw the title of that book i knew that person was going to be my, my mentor and i got in contact with them and they said that they're going to mentor 20 people and if i want to phone up i will get mentored straight away and it so happened that the person was my sister-in-law oh. so god is good how he works things out and in the process of time the lord said to me I want you to write this book and I've just got it here and it says stop who are you hiding from and it deals with all types of relationships um, 
abusive relationships, toxic relationships, codependency, learning to love yourself, relationships with parents, um, spouses. So it's not just a marital situation, but it covers a whole spectrum of different situations that people can encounter. And also sometimes you could have somebody at your workplace, you could have somebody in your church, you could have a neighbor, you could have a family member who is going through abuse, domestic abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, and you don't know how to help them. So the Holy Spirit told me to write this book in, in order to encourage people how to be like a counselor. Because the way I've written it is like I'm counseling you as I'm going along. So you will hear my story as well as I connect with your story. And, th and this was something that was on my heart and God's heart that I needed to produce this book and it was done within two weeks. Wow, impressive. So you okay. can see how passionate I'm about this subject matter because I, I really believe that you know God wants to do a work in many people's lives and many people have suffered from abuse in different aspects of life um, and not just with a, uh, a spouse it could be a parent it could be a teacher it could be a, um, a lecturer it could be anybody who's in authority that could be abusive to an individual. Okay. Well, Pastor, maybe we should just start from finding out what exactly is forgiveness and does forgiveness play a role when it comes to domestic abuse in our lives? Okay. Well, I would say the definition of forgiveness is forgiveness is a conscious, it is a conscious effort on purpose to release feelings of resentment vengeance towards a person or a group who has harmed you mentally or physically regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness because sometimes you think well i'm not going to forgive that person unless they recognize that they've done something wrong but you still have to forgive that even if they haven't recognized what they've done is wrong mm -hmm. And that being is because you're the one who's going to be set free. Okay. Be trapped in those feelings of resentment towards the individual or the group. So you say it's a conscious, you know, feeling. You have to make that conscious. You can't forgive unconsciously. It's no. uh, something that's going to happen consciously. And you said, the first thing you said, you said something about it. You talked about um, forgiveness being the one setting us free. Is there any other role that forgiveness would play when it comes to domestic abuse? Um, well, in some respects, I will, I will say that um, when it comes to domestic abuse, it it, it, it can be taken by surprise and let me just explain what i'm saying by taken by surprise when somebody is in a relationship where there is a form of abuse going on 
and the person's close to them they're in love with them in your heart of hearts you don't expect that somebody who's in love with you to abuse you so for the person who is the victim in their mind all the time is uh, this is not really happening this person loves me and when somebody loves you they're not going to hurt you they're not going to harm you and what I, I say is that what happens is that there's a cycle that can go on in the individual's mind. But how I will explain this is that um, what happens is that when the abuse arises, the person will say, they'll make an excuse for the individual, oh, it's because their father died or their mother died or their parents treated them badly or um they've been through a terrible childhood so they make excuse for the individual and so therefore the abuse goes on but i'm, I'm coming to that place of understanding it in in forgiveness in that relationship you don't have forgiveness coming into play because in your mindset there's a denial going on and there's a storyline going on and playing in your mind that um forgiveness is not really there because he still loves me or she still loves me and they still because they love me love covers a multitude of sins so whatever they're doing is because they love me so therefore forgiveness doesn't come into play because you don't realize that the person's doing something wrong to you okay but the moment the light bulb comes on the moment you have insight in what's really going on in your re relationship and this can happen is this happens when you start thinking i need to talk to somebody about this i need to have a heart a heart with someone i need to see a counselor i need to talk up to a friend that i can trust and then the moment you start talking to a friend or an individual and you start verbalizing it, you realize that you're actually in a, a situation where it's actually abusive. So sometimes people don't realize they're in that situation until they speak to somebody else. And then the person says, this is not right. This is not okay. And that's why sometimes people can be in a dysfunctional relationship for years but not realize that it's actually abusive when that light bulb comes on and that realize the realization kicks in then what happens the feelings of hurt resentment or hate starts coming into play yeah. but before that this person loves me so they wouldn't be doing anything wrong this is not wrong because of their past because of some issues because of so you always make the excuse and then you're always in denial but when the reality in and realize wait a minute this is not right well that's that's interesting because there's something you've talked about now you you said something about you know being able to 
realize you know that sometimes you can't even forgive because you are in denial of what's happening and i think that that's some of the things that comes to affect forgiveness when it comes to domestic abuse because so many people have different um things and different ways in which they see forgiveness um so many people think that to forgive means to forget some people think that to forgive means not to go about the law or do things that has to do with the law or to forgive means just to to return to the relationship if you know you're forgiving. What are some of the myths, you know, about forgiveness, especially when it comes to domestic abuse? What are some of the myths that um, you think a lot of people encounter? Yeah, you've mentioned some of it. Um, like, like I was thinking, um, the first thing is that a, a myth is I'm not going to forgive. And the reason being is that you're letting the abuser off or the oh. perpetrator off mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by individual because if you choose to forgive that individual that means it, it seems like they didn't hurt you or harm you in any way so then you hold on to unforgiveness which doesn't that doesn't help you. another myth is that um you look at the situation and say this individual is not worth forgiving because if I forgive them, it's like as if you've got control over the individual and their actions. If I personally forgive them, then they're going to go and abuse somebody else. Mm. So we have no control over if that person does go and abuse somebody else, but we still need to forgive. But yet in your mind, you can think, well, if I choose to forgive that person, then he's just going to go and do it to someone else. Mm. But you have no control over the individual um so that is definitely a myth and then the other one is that um you know when you forgive somebody you forget that's definitely a myth <laughs> i don't think we we'll actually forget <laughs> you won't ever forget um what happens is um, you, you actually don't think about the situation as much. And so also the feelings of resentment, hostility towards that individual. Forgiveness helps to soften those feelings, those emotions mm -hmm. you have inside. Mm -hmm. They will lessen and subside as time mm -hmm. goes, but you don't actually forget. Okay. Yeah, I think so, because I, I was reading something and the person said that um, rather than us to forgive and forget, we better forgive and remember so that we don't go into the same mistake um, again. Mm -hmm. I think because some of these myths actually make people sort of like not actually offer forgiveness, uh, which is something that is really vital, especially when it comes to domestic abuse. And mm -hmm. I'm just beginning to wonder, for someone who's... Um, who has undergone domestic abuse, who is a victim, what exactly is this process of forgiveness? I said, is this something they can just like, I forgive and that's it, and they're forgiving. And I said, because sometimes, you know, you want to do something, do your feelings catch up with it? When do your feelings catch up with it? How do you know that you're fully forgiving? I said, what's, is it, is it something that happens instantly? 
Is this something that could happen in stages? If you could help us with that, that would be great because I'm sure there's some people listening to us who have been victims and they're thinking about their perpetrators and wondering, have I really forgiven or have I not forgiven? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it, it, it is a process. It's not something okay. that overnight. Mm-hmm. It is a process that you learn you learn to forgive like i said it's 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 a decision it's a conscious but the thing is it's something that almost as if it's like a a tapestry that you it's like you're you're weaving and you're unpicking because something has been put together but it's dysfunctional Mm. so to be unpicked and and that's why I would say to people that if they've been through that situation, it's good that they receive counselling because counselling helps you to talk about the situation in a, a, uh, a free environment where you can actually express yourself. Because a lot of times you need to talk about what you've actually been through in order to receive that release. And then in the process, while you're talking about it, then you have to forgive the individual in that area when it comes up because some things you can actually lock away or forget to protect yourself from being hurt so in the in a in a secured environment where you know that you can speak freely that it's good to go into that environment and then talk about the different issues that you've been through in order to help you to be healed mm. Yeah, I think that's what you were saying before just now when you talked about, you know, a conscious uh, a, a conscious effort. I think this is something that is going to happen um, consciously. And like, there's something you've also said about when it comes up, because everything is not going to come up at the same time. And as, as things come up, as you remember, you have flashbacks or you remember things, then you deal with that particular um, memory or deal with what that is and you know you're not you're not going to forgive as it's where in absentia you're not going to say oh i forgive everything you need to sort of like bring things to mind or bring, yes bring things look at it look at the damage that was done agree that yes damage was done agree that this ought not to have been um agree also that well it happened and it's not my fault. I didn't do anything to cause it. Uh, this person has chosen to act like this. And then I choose as it were to forgive. But well, let's look at that um, from the victim side. What about the perpetrators? Because sometimes we seem to forget them. Welcome, Peter Field Girl. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. So what about the perpetrator? Is there any is there anything to do with forgiveness with the perpetrator? himself uh, or herself i would um say can i can i just go back onto the the area where the process okay i think this is quite important because sometimes like i said when that light bulb moment occurs and you realize oh wait a minute the type of relationship i'm in it's abusive relationship mm-hmm. but what can happen is that you can feel ashamed mm. Okay? Mm. so you can feel ashamed. because you feel ashamed you you um 
then go back or regress back into the way you used to think in that denial mode and go back to making the excuses go back into saying oh it's not that bad it's okay because uh, the person's got problems they will change um and there was something i, uh, I wanted to say that there's there is a kind of a behavior that one can have in that situation the first behavior you can have is that you want to protect you're almost protecting yourself because you don't want it to come out in the public arena because you don't want to feel ashamed so you stay in the situation the other situation the other thought is that this person could change and if i'm here i can help them change and i'll help bring about the change <laughs> even though it can be toxic and it could be detrimental to your health and to your life but that mindset that you have inside of you will keep you and say no 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 uh, um let's not deal with forgiveness let's deal with the individual and so that individual will take up all your time all your space all your thinking all your reasoning that you don't have time for anything else but yet inside of you there is feelings that are building up and you're trying to push it down you're trying to push down that resentment you're trying to push down that anger you're trying to push everything down because you don't really want to face what's going on but like i said when you have that light bulb moment and you realize wait a minute i need to deal with this then you know you need to deal with forgiving the individual because you have to face what they're doing and like you said with with the guilt and the shame the guilt and the shame will make you think it's it's you it's because of you that's what happened to you so you have to have break out of that mindset to say everybody is responsible for their own actions you are responsible for your actions the person who's the abuser are responsible for their actions and everybody's supposed to treat each other with love and respect and you should never cross the line and so therefore forgiveness starts coming into play that you need to make a decision that i am going to forgive this individual but i might have to separate from them because the um the relationship is toxic and it's abusive and it's not going to help you and whoever's listening right now and i really feel that god's got many people listening here if you are in a toxic and abusive relationship you need to start thinking about what's happening with your life okay um yeah. well that's um from what you've said that's in uh, looking at someone who is a victim what of somebody who is a perpetrator is there a place for forgiveness for them okay we'll look at the perpetrator i would say first with the perpetrator yes there is forgiveness for them they're not exempt from forgiveness and you know 
if there wasn't a perpetrator, there wouldn't be a, a victim in the first place. Mm -hmm. And we have to find why, and that perpetrator needs to have support. Why are they the way they are? Why do they behave in a certain way in, a, in relationships? And first, the, 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 the perpetrator will need to ask the victim for forgiveness. And that's the first step that that individual is looking to get help. And they need to acknowledge their wrongful behaviour towards the person that they've abused. And they need to get counselling and support to enable them to understand why they behave the way they behave. Because I think sometimes people don't actually deal with the perpetrator. They, they deal with the, the victims but they don't deal with the perpetrators. And so therefore the perpetrators are left to go and abuse somebody else, unfortunately. Mm. So the perpetrator is, is just a, a, a victim in a, in a different way that they can't help themselves in how they behave. But there is a reason why they're acting that way. And they could have been abused when they um, were children. They, you know, something could have happened to them trauma in their childhood could cause them to be abusive when they get older people don't just become abusive just like that there is a reason there is a cause there is a root cause and the root cause needs to be dealt with and yes the the, the perpetrator need to actually forgive themselves as well mm. because that's important because um sometimes when somebody treats individuals a certain way and they tend to control or manipulate another person it gives them power but most of the time it's because they're insecure and insecurity can stem from back from their childhood the way they've been treated um, the way they grew up so they have to kind of look at themselves go and get counselling, go and get help, go and get support to see why they're acting the way they're acting so that they can be healed from the stems of abusing somebody else. Mm. Well, that's quite interesting because just like you said, sometimes we leave out the perpetrator forgetting that these are people that would also need some um well, I call it healing also. And then some perpetrator, and you've also said that the perpetrator should be ready to ask for forgiveness from the victim and not act like, well, he or she deserved what happened to them or they made me do it. And so that's why I did it. You know that you're ready, you're sober. By the time you're able to ask your partner, able to call out what you've done as in, I have not treated you right by treating you this way, that way, that way. I was wrong. Please, can you forgive me? And, and it's always good to mention that, I mean, there's no point telling somebody, forgive me. Forgive me for what? Mention what you know, what you realize that is actually just the same way, you know, we're saying that for the victim to actually forgive, they need to call out these things and examine them and say so so also if you if one finds themselves being a perpetrator and you're going to apologize and apologize properly apologize without even demanding that forgiveness must be given then or acting like the 
<laughs> acting like the thermometer for forgiveness. Oh, I'm so oh, you're saying this because you've not fully forgiven me. No, 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 no. We should be able to leave people to come because people are going to forgive at their own pace. I'm looking at the time strictly, and I can see that we have really, really, really done. Let's see, I think we just have three more minutes, and I'm just looking at the next question that we have. This is how time goes when you're doing something nice but i think we're going to stop here because we still have lots of things to treat but what i would do is ask pastor shelly pastor do you have a final word we've looked today first of all and this is part one everyone we've looked at what forgiveness is we've looked at the role of forgiveness in um, when it comes to domestic abuse we've also looked at some of the myths uh, when it comes to forgiveness some of the things that hinder us from forgiving and i've looked at how domestic abuse affects the victims and um, how forgiveness the role that forgiveness plays and this time around we've actually said we're looking at the role that forgiveness plays for the perpetrator so i'm just wondering if you have your last thoughts to share with us i think that's what we'll take final words before we call it a day tonight and the final words um i'd like to say that that when you forgive it brings liberty it brings freedom hmm. so when the person who has been abused forgives the abuser it brings liberty and freedom for the, themselves it's, it's it, it doesn't help well it do, actually it does help the perpetrator when the perpetrator realize what they have done mm. because then they will appreciate the individual for forgiving them when mm. they have owned up to what they have done so it brings freedom and liberty to both parties mm. okay and the thing is, God says that if we don't forgive, he can't forgive us. So it's very important that we learn to forgive. Mm. And, that, and that's not just because you're a Christian, but that is across the board, whether you're a Christian or not. Because if you don't forgive, the situation will actually eat you alive mm. and you cannot live mm. you cannot mm. live with wow. unforgiveness with all that hurt with all that pain mm. and um it's time to let it go yeah. so if you're in unforgiveness forgive mm. and let it goes so that you can walk in freedom at all times, at all times. Well, um, dear people, we are stopping for tonight and we're going to be continuing next week. Next week, we'll treat the rest part of the questions. We've got lots of questions for Pastor Shelley and you will agree with me that we've learned quite a lot tonight. So until we come your way again, first of all, say, Pastor Shelley, thank you for joining us and we hope to see you again next week. So until we come your way again, viewers, thank you for those who have joined us and a big thank you to all those who will go listen because we find out more people go to listen later. Uh, he'll come away again. This is Kada Matters. God hates abuse. There's no excuse for abuse. And as a church, we say no to domestic abuse. And we're going further. We've been saying and talking about several things about domestic abuse. This time, we're looking at a very crucial part. And Pastor Shelley, in our final words, have told us that we cannot have, uh, we cannot but 
forgive because that is going to be liberty and liberation for us. So see you next week. Thank you so much, Pastor Shelley, for joining okay. us. Same time, same station. Bye for now. I'm Gracilis. Bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed and learned from today's session. Till we come your way again, remember, God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church, which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse.